Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 164 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Jack Stone. Jack Stone is the founder of B One Third an urban and coastal beekeeping enterprise that was founded on the educational premise that one third of our global food supply depends on bee pollination. He manages 150 plus beehives on inner city rooftops, in suburban backyards and on coastal adjustments across southeast Queensland. B One Third's honey products are sold in 40 plus retailers around southeast Queensland and New South Wales with a yearly production of over 12 tonnes. They use the power of pollination to create impactful change by providing a vital environmental service whilst educating and empowering their employees to start their own micro bee businesses. Their mission is to pollinate change. So on today's podcast, we'll discuss Jack's journey in setting up and running B One Third and the lessons he's learned along the way. We'll get his thoughts on how best to pollinate change and we'll hear some insights into starting a social enterprise. So Jack, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Tom. Really excited to have a chat. Likewise. It's been great to collaborate over the last 20 weeks or so on the Elevate Plus program, Jack. So to kick things off, could you share a little bit about your background and what led you down this path of social enterprise and bees? Yeah, certainly. So in 2008, uh, it was my first year out of high school. I graduated and was a little bit lost on what to do. So I got some advice to travel overseas to partake in uh, a summer camp, basically. Uh, a summer camp in the States, which turned into two seasons of summer camps and four years of traveling <laughs> and uh, discover what it, what it was that I wanted to do, but more so who I was and what I was really interested in and passionate about. Mm. At the later end of that four years in 2011, I was lucky enough to work on a number of organic and conventional farms, both in the US on the, on the west coast of the United States and also throughout central eastern Europe. So seeing two different perspectives on how food was grown, and I was just doing it just for the sake of doing it. Um, I yeah. knew nothing about farming. I knew very little about food. And, uh, and upon returning to Australia, I, I thought, what is it that we're missing here in Brisbane in particular, but in Australia as a whole, and reading what Australia was doing in their food system and the direction in which we were heading? To me, there was this obvious gap. We were, we were missing a vital step that the Europeans and the Californians, funnily enough, had, and that was a connection to their food. Mm. Uh, in in mid-2012, a friend of mine uh, and myself started uh, a, a business around food production, and that very quickly led into uh, beekeeping as, as, a, as a primary focus. So tell us a little bit more then about B One Third. Like, What is your vision and, and where are you at on this journey? I know you're roughly six years in now. 
Yeah, so we started in 2012. The first four years for us was very much just about learning what it was that we were actually doing. We, we weren't beekeepers. We weren't generational farmers. We were city kids. And look, the biggest challenge for us was understanding how the bees worked and how the colony as a whole um, actually produced what what, what it was that, that they produced, which is honey and pollen and a, and a nucleus. Yeah. So, so for us, the learning part of it was was huge in the first four years. The, the, the last three years for us has really been about honing in and focusing um, on how we can create greater impact and greater change through the work that we've learnt over the course of the past seven years. Mm. So the business, the business at the moment is at a stage where we're, we're producing honey and pollinating, uh, uh, creating pollination hubs throughout Brisbane and southeast Queensland, and, and trying to trying to gather and measure what what environmental impact we're creating and uh, and looping in a social aspect to that as well through our employee uh, micro bee business as well. B one third initially was founded with the principle that one third of our global food supply was dependent on bee pollination. Now that threw my head when I heard about it. Yeah. And looking closer into it, here in Australia, we actually uh, depend on bees for sixty-five percent. That's two thirds of our national food security. So they play a really important role. Now, initially, when I got into bees and I started B one third, that was what it was all about. That environmental impact that bees have on our food system. Mm. I'm very passionate about food security. I've been in hospitality, fine dining, uh, prior to prior to my my life in bees. So I have an understanding of where food comes from. Thankfully, from that experience and from my time spent on the farms. But ultimately, my vision initially was to educate people around the importance of respecting bees and appreciating bees and all pollinators, both native, like native butterflies and native bees and birds who even pollinate as well, but with with a a focal point on bees because they are so important. But now, having realised that we've got a, a good grasp on what we're doing, managing our hives in over 20 different locations around southeast Queensland, one thing that I really realised is that our, our, our vision really needs to be focused on uh, what bees are doing for mankind. Mm. And our, our, our new pivot vision, so to speak, is where we're pivoting to now is, is creating more of a social impact around the people who we work with on a day-to-day impact. So the businesses and companies that we work with, we, we keep beehives on, on their rooftops, actually engaging with the staff, holding workshops and Q&As and educational days where they can learn about bees, get into beehives and take on that 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 knowledge um, that, that we're so lucky to have learned over the course of the past seven years. And, and looking forward, I love the idea of engaging our volunteers and, and our, our employees to take on the responsibility of a beehive of their own. We want to help them grow their own bee micro enterprises. We want to help them pollinate change in their neighbourhoods, in their backyards, in their suburbs. We want to actually break down walls using bees as a vector um, to those people who are maybe marginalised within society. We want to give them the role and responsibility of being a beekeeper, of being a pollinator and making a difference to their neighbourhood. Yeah, fantastic. It's certainly seen a lot of growth in recent years, Jack. So what have been some of the greatest challenges then in running B13 to date and how have you worked around them? So the greatest challenges to date for us has, has really been about I mean, personal, getting coming to terms with the fact that, that we are actually primary producers now. We're, we're not no longer serving uh, tables in restaurants and cafes. We're, we're not sitting at a computer punching in numbers and, and getting back to, to clients and 
you know, responding to emails straight away. We are out in the field, on the rooftops, in the suburbia, in backyards, tending to the beehives. Yep. You know, we are primary producers at the core. So that's it's kind of the, the biggest challenge was a, a lifestyle shift, very much so, especially over the past three years and getting full-time into the business. I took on the business full-time solo as a solo director uh, in, in mid-2015. So it's been a very uh, steep learning curve over the past four years. Coming to terms with, you know, the, the routine of the bees as a primary. I no longer run my life around myself. I run my life around my bees and everyone around me has had to adopt to that um, that lifestyle change as well. So that's been one of the, the major challenges. But outside of that, I mean, just educating people in general about the importance of bees. Mm. Up until 15 or 20 years ago were a pest, a nuisance, something that would cause you know a, a, a fright in the backyard. If we saw bees in the clover, we would be, delighted but we would be scared because you know me as a child I know 20 years ago I would be pulled off the grass when the clover was flowering because of the fear of stepping on a bee and ending up with an anaphylactic shock so for the past seven years we've we've been trying to trying to go up against that challenge of educating people and, and and really trying to get across the fact that bees are not aggressive creatures they are they're here to help us and they're here to perform a really vital service um and we feel as though the public and, and our clients and our customers have really responded well to that. And we've seen a dynamic shift in the attitude and the energy around around bees. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's it's been a, a global movement. People just realising the importance, right, of, of bees to our entire ecosystem, really. So as a participant then, Jack, in a Elevate Plus Accelerator, I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, a couple of the core lessons that you've learned from the program that you think might be valuable for a bunch of the social entrepreneurs that are listening. Look, the Elevate Plus Accelerator program has been amazing, to be truthfully honest. I, I came in having a, a kind of a fundamental understanding of my business um, and and the environment, uh, an idea of the environmental impact that we were creating through, you know, placing units of 40,000 bees per beehive on rooftops, in backyards, in paddocks, around farmlands. We had an idea of how much we were creating environmentally, but, you know, what were we doing that was actually going to going to create positive social change? Mm. And one thing that the Elevate Plus Accelerator program really introduced to me was this aspect that we have this amazing system that we're working with in the beehive and we can use that system to actually change people's lives. We're working with an environmental organism, the beehive or the colony, and that in itself is an amazing educator. So we put people who have never seen bees before, who are maybe from a bit of a disadvantaged or at risk or, you know, not the the most privileged background in front of these beehives and they are absolutely dumbfounded mm. and astonished by the by, by what the beehive holds. We've seen a, a, a really amazing shift with even just our employees and our volunteers who started off with us, you know, no job, no idea about what direction they were heading in, no real tangible skills that they could apply to the workforce and we just put them to work either in our honey factory producing and harvesting honey or out in the beehives with our beekeepers. And we see this serious social shift in the way that they approach day-to-day life. They come Mm. in happy. They come in motivated. They come in wanting to know how the bees are doing, what the health of the hive is, whether the hive has produced any any excess honey that we can harvest. Um, and, And that's when... You know, when I realised that that was actually making a difference in people's lives, when I, was was when I was able to to take the lessons from Elevate Plus and and really apply them into our business model and and kind of 
change the direction, pivot the direction of what B one third was was all about. Yeah, like I certainly see that training and employment perspective of B one third just being such high potential. So it's great to see you really pushing away at that, and um, and we'll love to follow your journey as you as you advance ahead, Jack. So what are some of the other inspiring projects or initiatives that you've come across recently which are creating some great positive social change? I've got two uh, that I'm really, really proud of knowing about, uh, one of which is is Orange Sky Laundry based out of Brisbane, mm. you know, providing uh, a safe and an encouraging and motivating space for the homeless to come and, and wash their clothes and shower just a nice community social enterprise, really creating positive day-to-day, hour-to-hour, minute-to-minute, true social impact. Mm. Um, the guys at Orange Orange Sky, Nick and Lucas, they're, they're legends and I, I just can't see them stopping anytime soon. Yep. Um, they're now Australia-wide and, and virtually Australia-wide and they, their van numbers and their impact just keeps growing. It does, yeah. Second, second of all is uh, a friend of mine, uh, Pip Russell from Juiced TV. Uh, Pip's doing amazing work in, in hospitals, in, in particular the Lady Salento Hospital, in bringing sick kids together through a communication um, aspect. She, she's allowing them to take hold of the camera, the video camera, take hold of the hosting position uh, and, and actually make their own TV shows around what it's like to, to be in the hospital, uh, but not focusing so much on the... The, the negative aspects of being in hospital, but focusing on the positive aspects. You know, mm. Pip is changing lives and helping people be a part of this journey to change lives. I'm a big fan of Pip and Juice TV and what they're doing. Um, so uh, definitely some amazing, amazing impact that Pip is, is creating through her endeavors. Yeah, certainly. I hope to catch up with Pippa and get her on the podcast as well. And our audience will be able to find an interview with the Orange Sky Boys as well. So you just have a search on the website. You'll be able to find that and hear their insights too and how they've built that up. Certainly a couple of great projects there, Jack. So to finish off then, what are some inspiring books or movies or websites that you'd recommend to our listeners? First of all, um, I have to say, I, I recently saw the 2040 film. It's a mm. documentary that was just released uh, halfway through May by Damon Gamow. And it's an amazing film about the, the idolist vision of a healthy earth, so to speak. It's kind of, it, but, but it's true, you know, it's something that we should all be looking forward to. And as an, as an environmentalist at the core, you know, I work with bees for a reason to, 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 to help pollinate. Uh, our fruits, vegetables, nuts and seeds and flowers uh, all around us. And 2040 really hones in on what we need to be focusing on as, as a civilization, as a planet and as an individual, um, the changes that we can make and also gives an insight into the reality of the direction in which we're heading. Yeah. Next up would be, you know, I've, I've, I'm about halfway through this book by Daniel Lebetsky. It's Do the Kind Thing, Think Boundlessly, Work Purposefully, and live passionately. And I think as anyone who's socially curious, they, they need to get, on, get their hands on this book. Dan is an amazing writer. He shares examples from his own experience. Um, and he, he kind of looks at where he started in his social journey, the social impact journey, and where he is now. And just getting started in this book, I've, I've done a bit more research on Dan and the things that he's, he's been into and what he's passionate about. And he's really kind of through this journey of Elevate Plus has, has kind of helped me gain a grasp of actually, you know, be, being proud of what I'm doing and, mm. um, and, and not attaching ego to what I'm doing, but just going, 
you know, day to day, wake up and, and just be grateful in a sense that I do have a passion and that I can engage with people on this beautiful topic that, I, that I'm surrounded by every day and that's ultimately bees and, and nature that we live in. Yeah. So there, there's two really good – and really anything by Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek's a, an amazing dude. He, yeah. Um, he, uh, he's got a few books out. Um, I mean, I could probably name a few more as well, but if you really uh, – I think Simon Sinek's a bit of a regular name in the social enterprise and business modeling world, but, um, but yeah, always worth a, a reread if you're, if you're curious to, to kind of refresh your memory. He certainly is. I'll stick a link through to one of his TED Talks as well, which is um, highly popular and for, for good reason. So, Jack, it's an absolute pleasure to, to have such a, a passionate, driven social entrepreneur working out of Brisbane. So thanks so much for your energy and thanks so much for your generous insights and time today and we'll, we'll follow you on your journey. Thanks very much, Tom. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.